Hello, this is Nerd Cage Live, and we just wanted to thank you for listening to this audio-only version of the show. And be sure to subscribe here and over on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash nerdcagelive. You're now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Hello, welcome. That's right. Once again, you are trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This channel is a celebration of all things pop culture, including horror movies, video games, and of course, the greatest media website across the land, JoeBlow.com. I'm your co-host, Jay St. G, certified geek, seven days a week, coming to you live from yours truly, the land of the orange, the land of Earth Crisis, the land of Anthrax, the land of Tom Cruise of Syracuse, New York. And... Joe, our moderator and Trollhammer is out saving the world tonight, so I gotta moderate and be ghost. But ladies and gentlemen of Nerd Cage Nation, it is my pleasure to introduce my friend, my co-worker, writer, movie critic, editor extraordinaire. He's a renaissance man of many traits. Ladies and gentlemen of Nerd Cage Nation, please give a warm welcome to Tyler Nichols of JoeBlow.com. How are you, my dude? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I can definitely tell that you're a radio guy because there is not a single stumble or anything. You are right on it. I love it. Definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate that. Uh, just want to say hello to the chat. I see we got some lurkers in there, whether you're coming from uh, YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook. We appreciate you being here. We will have a special announcement midway through the show. Um, and of course, if you have any uh, questions for Tyler, please, by all means, let them rip. We'll try to, our best to get to him again. Without Joe here, I got to manage everything and whatnot. <laughs> uh, but before we get started, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter. Follow us on um, Instagram at, at nerd underscore cage we also have a fantastic facebook discussion group it's called nerd cage nation feel free to hang out with us it's a it's a safe place to discuss all things pop culture just no politics no spoilers please keep it civil and of course we're on twitch at twitch.tv slash nerd cage live and we have our simon cast of nerd cage live gaming uh youtube.com slash at nerd cage live gaming and of course we have a t public get yourself nerd cage live merch baby we have t-shirts of all crazy designs we got this awesome zelda design don't tell nintendo we have this very i'm sure you've seen this website at some point in your life uh not for the kids uh if you're feel if you're a huge fan of barbie we have the shirts in pink and for you kaiju fanatics we got this shirt the legendary kaiju shirt for you mortal kombat fans we got the arcade marquee the Mortal Kombat 3 Fatality. Here's our regular shirt with Strength of Geek Knowledge on the back, any size, any color. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2 Fatality. Mortal Kombat 1 Fatality. Do not tell the RZA. Ain't no one gonna fuck with you when you got this shirt on. Wu-Tang, baby. And of course, the Triforce. Uh, for you MCU fans, we have this shirt. And for you diehard PlayStation fans, we got this. And we also have pillows and hoodies and magnets and stickers so no matter if you're a skinny booty call or a fat fuck big or small we love them we go from small all the way to 5xl please get yourself a nerd case live t-shirt you're gonna love the way you look i guarantee it 
So, this show ain't about me and ain't about Nurkich. It's about our friend Tyler. So, for starters, uh, Tyler, I just, again, thank you for being here tonight. And uh, for starters, I know you're a horror buff, you're a gaming buff, uh, you're a movie buff. Uh, but I just want to know, how did you get started? So, what do you do outside of Joe Blow? How did your career get started uh, with JoeBlow.com? So I have always been a editor and video production guy. I used to do college sports and I just happened to, during the pandemic, apply for a editing job with Joe Blow. And it was for a show that used to be called The Horror Movie That Almost Was, which is now uh, What the Fuck Unmade, where it's essentially taking apart a movie that then wasn't made that then you tell what ha what would have happened had it been made and all the interesting details and from there i got another job called playing with fear which was a nice little series where which i only edited which uh actually i met uh, andrew hatfield another great guy on the channel that does a lot of really good work and he uh we like were partners for a little bit and got to I essentially just snowballed from there where then i was eventually offered the um one half of joe blow horror for, for like show running so um when you go to the joe blow horror youtube channel i run that along with lance belchek though i should say right up front lance is the one that does so much of the leg work and could not do that channel would not be what it is without lance so definitely have to make sure i give give credit where it's due but otherwise i'm just working uh doing a bunch of stuff on joe blow horror i have so many series on there and then yes. on the joe blow original side i do I do the DC Revisited, and I'm also a critic, and I pretty much, as a as a critic, I pretty much just am doing horror movies, And but sometimes I do uh, comic, like comic book films, so that's a nice little change of pace. I also got to actually inter or got to uh, review the newest uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I'm a yeah. huge fan of. And oh, so, yeah, and you, uh, interviewed the, you interviewed the creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Joe Blow Celebrity Interviews. Yes, yes, and so that's my that's my other job. I'm an interviewer for a, yes. a Joe Blow, and I get to talk to various cool people. And yes, I got to talk to Kevin Eastman, and it was so so cool because I mean I don't know about you, but I'm a big Turtles guy, and I have yeah. seen so many documentaries about the creation and just like the turmoil that has gone on throughout that the creation of that show the or that series as a as a whole as a property. And yeah. so getting to talk to him in particular was, it was uh, that so, was so cool. That was an amazing interview. Also, shout out, you also interviewed Robert England, Freddy Krueger yes. himself, man. Like, man, like I said, it has been a joy watching your career, man. I mean, it's, I, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Like, I, when I see you out there doing your thing, I could see, I could see your inner child just so excited. <laughs> you're a professional. You're right. You're a professional. Along yeah. with you, uh, Chris, Alex, Matey. Jimmy O, all you guys are fantastic, but I can see like underneath how excited you are because I know how much it means to you. So, uh, guys, yes. if you haven't read, uh, please subscribe to Joe Blow Horror Originals, Joe Blow Originals, Joe Blow Cyber Interviews, and see Tyler's work. And again, uh, Tyler just interviewed the director of Saw X, which we'll talk about. Uh, but yeah, man, it's like I said, it's been awesome uh, seeing your career flourish at Joe Blow, man. I, I mean that. It's just awesome. 
Well, thank um, you very much. I also have a uh, inter I also have a boogeyman interview coming out next week that is yeah. edited by someone that you might know. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Yours truly is going to edit that one, so it's my job to make it like awesome as hell. Also, shout out to uh, Kier. Um, yes, Kier Gomes. Oh my God, is he? I I I watch his edit like it blows my mind. Like I'm like, how does he do that shit? He's, like, I mean, I'm an, I'm an editor myself, and I have no issue saying that Kier is the best editor that we have, and we are blessed is, to have him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I watch his work. I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm thinking to myself, how the fuck does he do this shit? Like, yep. like, like I, he must be, I think yeah. most I think most of the editors on staff essentially treat uh, his videos as a lesson. Watch it and like, oh, what can I learn from this? What cool, tr like, what cool trick can I learn? Because he's, he's that good. Yes, he <laughs> he's is. A, yeah, absolutely yeah, phenomenal. There's times where I'm blown away at those what he does with those interviews where I'm like, yes. oh, this Zoom interview really, really has some energy now. <laughs> he is the unsung hero of JoeBlow.com. He really is. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm just saying, like, so shout out to Kier. I, like I said, I've, I've been, you know, I mean, I've been kind of working side by side with him too because he sends he sends me his material and I have because I I run the celebrity page so he's one you know he sends me his work or whatever and I, I and I just make sure I glance and make sure there's no you know you know issues or anything before I upload and whatnot um but yeah um so let I just want to break the ice a little bit so let's let I just want to start by asking you the I know you're a horror guy and I know this is probably a hard question but gun to your head what would you say your top five horror movies are uh top five i mean i go pretty generic i guess in a yeah. in a lot of ways it's the stuff that you see in a lot of people's lists with a nightmare on elm street halloween the shining the thing and i don't i guess if i were to pick something that's more like modern maybe like an it follows okay where okay. where it's still again it's all very I don't know if if you had to go because I always feel like that's a bad I can't I can't like when I tell people that it's like okay well I don't feel like I know you any better because that's like all very uh, basic in terms of what you like so I always like to say as well that like the less stereotypical stuff where I'm like I love my bloody valentine and the burning and like sleepaway camp too like the, ah, the, yes. the <laughs> the cheesy, the cheesy stuff, but the stuff where it's like, I'm not going to say those are my like favorite horror films, but that's that gives it a little more identity than just the standard like Halloween's and Elm Street's, though. I yeah. mean, don't get me wrong. I'll be watching Halloween like three times this month. Yeah. OK, let's let, let's narrow it down now. Uh, let's, I think it's safe to say, and this is one thing I love about working for Joe Blows. I get to discover all these movies that like maybe I would miss otherwise, but there's mm -hmm. been a uh, I think horror movies in general are probably at the best place they've been since probably the 80s. Like, yes. horror movies, whether if it's a legacy movie or a new IP, horror has never been in a better position right now. That being said, we've gotten a plethora of horror movies coming out this uh, came, that came out this year, including, obviously, Exorcist comes, comes out today. But what would you say is the best horror movie of 2023 so far i'll give you my pick but i want to know what your pick is um mine is something that is a little i i can i might have to give you a second pick just because this might okay. be some people might not consider it horror entirely but infinity pool from brandon cronenberg 
Yes, I have not seen it. I want to just because you know I'm obviously I'm a huge fan of his father, and I like I like Alexander Skarsgård. I was a fan of him since True Blood. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's effing awesome. So like, yeah, I definitely uh, I want to check that movie out. I've, Jimmy was talking about it. Also, he talked about that one scene. <laughs> Yes, and yeah. I mean, I own, I own the uncut version on like this. It's a cool little steel book, and there is some real messed up stuff that goes on in that that yeah. isn't in the R-rated version. So if you're gonna watch one, I mean, I don't know. I would recommend the uncut version just because you get the full experience. Yes. But reg regardless, it's it's really really good. I can't say enough good things about it because I think it's. I think that it just provides a lot of moments that I don't really, you don't really see in a lot of horror movies these days. Yeah. And so, and it just, the feeling of dread, it just, there's no better feeling of dread than that film, which plus, I, I like that. Plus shout out to Mia Goth. Like she's like been on the rise, like the rapid rise, not just in horror, but like in general, I, she, I think she's, isn't she supposed to be like the villain in the new blade movie? Like she's, like really yeah if that ever if that ever happens <laughs> uh, i mean i'm not gonna lie to you man i don't think marvel's in a good position right now given their last few movies and i i will say yeah. this i will watch deadpool 3 because i'm a huge x-men fan and i love the x-men universe even the bad ones so i will give yeah. deadpool 3 a chance but i, I don't even think you consider deadpool 3 even even though it is like technically the you know what i mean the his yeah. introduction to the mcu it's like i still feel like i I can. I'm gonna be able to get friends to watch that that don't watch like Marvel movies. Yeah. So, because I, it's like Deadpool's a different different vibe. Yeah. I, I just I kind of petered out after Endgame and I and I did like Spider Man. I enjoyed Spider Man uh, No Way Home, but I feel like I feel like Marvel just blew their load with with Endgame and it's just I, I just feel like they, those the movies that come out afterwards haven't like been at the same level and and i love blade like the wesley snipes movie so but i, I like rehearsal yeah. ali i'll give it a chance i will give the new blade a chance but i'm also hearing it's gonna be pg-13 so that kind of like oh it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough yeah, it's gonna a chance they're gonna make it like the uh 90 spider-man series where they're suck the vampires are sucking plasma yes! and blade oh, God, has like a, a plasma sword <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like I that's what I want. If you want to do PG thirteen, go full, go full board. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what I want. Um, so I think the okay. No, I didn't. I granted, I haven't seen as many horror movies as you have this year, but I think mm -hmm. my pick so far for twenty twenty three, and it was really the one that I did not see coming. I thought the Pope, the Pope's Exorcist, was excellent with Russell Crowe. Yeah, I enjoyed that one a lot. I, I liked it a lot. Like, I wasn't expecting that to be good. By the way, shout out to Doomzilla and Shay. I see you guys in the chat. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that one. It just has some uh, has some things where I'm like, wait a minute, what, 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 what? <laughs> just in terms of uh, the Father of Morth, I think that Russell Crowe is amazing in that movie. But yeah. there's definitely some stuff where. I got a little annoyed at the, uh, just, I don't know, the basic, it's a very basic structure in terms of its characters, but I love Russell Crowe in that movie so, so much. I think I reviewed it. I'm pretty yes, sure I did. gave it like a seven. Yes, yeah, 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 I liked yeah. it. Your review was, uh, and then my second favorite, I hate to give two, but you kind of did already, but recently, man, I thought Saw X was really good. And I, I do have some gripes with it, but here's the thing about Saw X. Saw six, Saw seven, Jigsaw and Spiral were terrible. 
There's no way around. I think Saw 5 was the last great one, in my opinion. So this one felt a good, true return to form. My only issue, I don't think this is spoiling anything because it's in the trailer. My only issue with Saw 10 is that the, vic the so-called the victims, you can't sympathize for them. You can't root for them. They're, they're bad people. Whereas in the other movies, he captures flawed people that you're rooting for, that you want them to escape. I didn't feel that in this movie. But in terms of execution and character development of Jigsaw, this was the best one since Saw 5. So I know you already gave your review and stuff, but man, go ahead. I mean, it's it's, it's really, it's, it's it's a hot movie right now. How'd you feel? Yeah, uh, I actually, um, because I was able to see this at a press screening out in Vegas, uh, they flew, Lionsgate flew me out. So I had a watched it for the first time with my credit cap on, like very hardcore and I ended up giving it a seven out of 10. And I watched it actually two days ago and I got to watch it with like just my saw fan cap on and yeah. had such a fun time from start to finish. Like it's, I, I never once have regretted a rating that I've given for a review. Yeah. But as, as soon as I got out of the theater the second time, I was like, crap, I should have given it an eight out of 10. That's not a seven I out of 10 movie. <laughs> Yeah, but a seven. I think seven or an eight is fair. Um, Agre yeah, agreed. And it's just exciting because, like, saw like obviously the first saw movie came out when I was just finishing up high school. So like, what 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 like Friday the Thirteenth was in the eighties is what Saw was in like the two thousands. So I'm kind of glad they that he's gotten a revival. Um, yeah. So as someone yeah. that I used to, uh, I used to have a Halloween party because it came out while I was in while I was actually in high school. So I would have a Halloween party with my friends and we would yeah. always go and see the new Saw every yes. single year. Or it's like, yes. that's I love annual tradition like that. We don't really have that anymore. I mean, I guess technically the VHS series has started that because now they're, this is now the third in like the third in a row for in terms of uh, sequential years. I know I haven't seen any VH. I saw VHS one, two, and what was the third one called? It was like viral. Viral. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see any of them after viral. Um, I stopped. At, it's not that I stopped because I stopped. It's just like usually those movies go straight to streaming, and now they're on Shutter, and I, it, I, I, I gotta get caught back up. I, th I yeah. personally thought the second one was the best one among the th first three. Um. But here's the thing, though. I feel like it's like a modernized like anthology. Like it's like it's like modern Twilight Zone, but like hardcore, mm -hmm. almost. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Yeah, I think that's spot on. And Tyler, what? What? Let me ask you this: What do you think deserves like the revival treatment? Obviously, we had Halloween had its revival. Exorcist is getting theirs right now. Saw just got theirs. What? horror franchise you think like needs a revival or or either a reboot or a legacy sequel what what would you pick uh technically it's happening but friday the 13th desperately needs a new entry desperately the fact that we have now we're on 14 years since we've had a friday the 13th and mm -hmm. i understand there's those the fan films but i'm sorry those aren't friday the 13th like i want friday the 13th just the game me... was good the video the game, game was yes. good. Yes, the game was good. However, 
it like they lost support like they stopped uh, updating now it's all glitchy and messed up and then they're taking they're delisting it at the end of the year and i'm just like i just want and even the stuff that has come out about that crystal lake show that they're making that i'm worried like it just doesn't feel like friday the 13th it feels like they're gonna do some weird weird legacy thing that i don't I don't know. I don't need. I don't need a twenty-four Friday the Thirteenth. I guess okay. is what I'm saying. Now, do you want? Now let me ask you this: Do you want it to be a reboot, or do you want it to be a continuation from where Manhattan picked off, or picked up? You know, picked up from like where? Where would you want um, like to see the franchise go? I think we're far enough in that you kind of don't even need to reboot. You can just just have another entry where it's like you don't need to do Jason's origin. Just have Jason and have yeah. a different group of camp like campers or counselors at crystal lake we don't need like the explanation of like oh is this this it's kind of like uh the friday the 13th reboot it really did a good job of i mean it's a reboot but i mean i don't know about you but i personally just view it as another sequel because it still fits in line with all the other all the other sequels and yes they do show like they show in the beginning like him cutting off or the, the pamela's Voorhees getting her head cut off but it's it's just a recreation of the exact scene from the original so we can still yeah. infer that that's the same like world it's not yeah. i don't know it doesn't destroy my doesn't destroy my like view of what's going on and i don't know it's it's a weird thing where i don't i don't agree with how the just the things that i've heard about that friday the 13th show is basically what i'm getting yeah. at i don't i don't i don't think that jason is meant for tv yeah, no, I agree. I, and I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, man, I don't know if I should say this on air, but I hated the, the Chucky show. Like, I, I, I hate the Chucky show. I gave it a chance. I watched the whole first season. I hated it with a passion. Um, so I never finished it. <laughs> I just I feel like, but anyway, what I'm, what I'm getting as I'm agreeing with you. I feel like there's a lot of horror movies that deserve to be like movies, not series. I just. It didn't work yeah. for me, so I yeah I rather I would love to see a new Friday the Thirteenth where if it picks up, like like from either after Jason goes to hell or after it don't matter just a new entry is fine with me. Yeah. I really want to see. I don't know. If, I don't think it can happen, but I would love to see one more Nightmare on Elm Street with with Robert England. One more, one more with Robert England. I I, I know he's in, well into his seventies now, but I just feel like. I hated I hated the one with the 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 the, re, the, the one with uh, Jack Earl Haley. So bad. <laughs> hated it. Hated it. Um, I love Freddy vs. Jason. I love Freddy vs. Jason. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. That that was mm-hmm. such a great uh, movie going experience. I went with my dad of all people. But like, I just feel like even if it's like a continuation from where Freddy's dead and uh, Freddy vs. Jason picked up from. Or if it's just, or if it's like another thing like New Nightmare, which I think is very underrated, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I just want another Freddy Krueger with with, with Robert England. I don't care how they do, whether it's a standalone movie or a continuation. I just want to see Robert England as Freddy one last time, if it's remotely possible. I mean, bring back Heather Langenkamp. Like I'm a hundred percent down. Yeah. There's there's so many ways to do it. Where I yeah I'm. Nightmare on Elm Street is one of those things where I just, I love it so much. And I have such, after that 2010 version, I just don't, I worry that they won't be able to do it correctly. It's kind of, so I saw in the chat, someone mentioned, uh, Goji Shea mentioned the uh, Alien franchise as a good contender for like a comeback. 
which we have that the new Fidi Alvarez movie that's coming yeah. out that so that sounds like it's going to be a return to form well, because like Pre I, don't, Prey I don't know about was, you Prey was good I, I didn't think it was great but Prey was good that's Predator though yeah yeah but I'm just saying if if if, if Predator yeah. got its revival I think yeah. I believe that Alien now I, I'm the minority here I actually liked Prometheus but I hated Alien Covenant hated Alien Covenant I, I liked I hated both <laughs> I I, I don't but i'm the guy that i i can watch resurrection and not hate it or i'm just like okay that's a movie i like, mean <laughs> you're not it's not gonna compare between the the first and aliens the first two movies but yeah. if we can get a decent movie that's the best one since aliens uh i'm all for it um oh i'm a defender of three so i just want it to be as good as three i, I don't i don't hate i don't hate three it's just it's three is whatever to me uh, mm -hmm. Resurrections, whatever to me. Um, I hated Alien vs. Predator, both of them. And here's the thing. I was so hyped. I'm a huge Paul Anderson fan. I loved what he did with Mortal Kombat, Event Horizon, um, yes. Resident Evil. The first two Resident Evils, I should say, to be specific. I know they got, <laughs> he got carried away. I still enjoy all the Resident Evil movies. I'm a diehard Resident Evil. We'll get to that. We'll talk Resident Evil in a minute. Uh, but the first two Resident Evil movies are great. And I just... Well, I enjoy the, them. But I, they got carried away after. But anyway, anyway, what I'm getting is Paul Anderson. I love Paul Anderson. I was hyped up for Alien vs. Predator. When I found out he was directing, I was so excited. And man, was I deflated. I was so deflated when I saw that movie. And then and then, and then, then the one that came after that, Requiem, was even worse. So it's just like, ugh. Requiem <laughs> is one of the biggest pieces of shit that I have ever, ever seen. I don't think that... I, there are so there's like no redeemable characters in it they yeah. ruin the predator they ruin the alien it's like it's amazing how much they're able to accomplish in a bad way in that like 80 minutes i i'll say this i i did appreciate the first alien versus predator more after watching the second one and i did appreciate the, the, what they were going for in the first movie it just wasn't executed i guess i would have liked it more if it, one if it was rated r and two I hated seeing the Predator team up with the humans. I hated it. Hated that. that that's what turned me off. Is the moment that uh, that they teamed up with that lady there to kill the, the, the queen. It was just like, mm -hmm. ruined it for me. Like Because the whole <laughs> tagline was, whoever wins, we lose. You know, like, it was that was very misleading. So yeah. Especially when they have that, because um, in the unrated version, it has the great opening where you're seeing the end of, like, the prior game from, like, 100 years ago. Yeah. where it's these people and they're getting they get brutally murdered like yeah like, yeah that's what i want and then it's like that's that's the only cool scene in the whole movie which is not even in the pg-13 version they cut it yeah. like yeah oh uh, and, like, and, and then pray like okay so pray okay i do have i have a little bit of issues with the arc of prey and there were a couple things i would have done differently but compared but pray compared to like uh predators that the one with, with the bulldog predator like like <laughs> like i hated that and i i'm not the biggest fan of predator 2 truth be told um me neither i no i thought predator what what's the one that had adrian brody that's predators that one was okay that was okay i didn't yeah, I like, like one. the one i think it was called the predator the one with the bulldog and yeah the shane black Ol one olivia, yeah. olivia olivia munn yeah that was terrible but, yeah. but prey prey was decent and i enjoyed it so 
I hope we get another great Predator movie. Uh, but nothing will ever compare. Arnold Schwarzenegger is my hero. Nothing will ever compare to the first one. I hope. I want to see one more Predator movie with Dutch. Same. I want to see. Same. Bring back Dutch. I like. That's what I want. I want to see Dutch come back for another Predator, a Predator sequel. That, that, Wait, so you, you're a big, it. you're a big Schwarzenegger fan? Because that's. Hard. Oh yeah, Dude, we're gonna hero. bond on that then. I love me some Schwarzenegger. I know because I mean. Hero. On the Joe Blow side, I know that Sly Stallone is the big, the big guy for everyone. But Schwarzenegger has always been my guy. That, always. Yo, I I did the 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 the, the Joe Blow face off uh, Stallone versus Schwarzenegger. I wrote I wrote that. <laughs> I wrote that. Nice. I didn't I didn't I didn't edit it. I wrote that because I think I, forgot, I didn't edit it because I was uh I was I forgot I was busy with something. But I, I wrote the script. Oh, I know why. Because I went to Chicago. I was on, I went on vacation to Chicago. So I I busted out the script and I sent it to. Uh, I think did Kier do it? I want to say Kier. Somebody edited. I don't know if it was Kier or. Yeah, probably but anyway, But yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm really proud of that video, and I'm glad oh, all yeah. the views that it got. So yeah, I. <laughs> I love. Like I said, I'm a diehard Stallone fan, diehard Schwarzenegger fan. So like, it was absolutely fun breaking those two down and whatever. But uh, yeah. What's Predators your favorite? What's your favorite Schwarzenegger movie? Terminator Two. Not even nice. close. Terminator Two is my top five, one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Um. I saw the first Terminator movie when I was five, and it scared the living fuck out of me. Like, when you're in, like, you know, when you're, like, five, six years old, and you see this, like, killer machine with flesh ripping off his face, kill, trying to kill this woman, <laughs> it's terrifying. Yes. And then, and then a few years later, I, I think I was in, like, second grade when I watched Terminator 2, and, like, seeing him as the good guy, and seeing him team up with a kid... You know, it made me connect with the movie that much more, and of course, it carried through in my teens and my adult years. And that's—it's it's my all-time favorite, one of my all-time favorite movies of all time. I like—I I love that movie. I, anything Schwarzenegger, I'm down for. I, I haven't watched Fubar yet. I need to watch Fubar. But yeah, Arnold's the man. Yeah, it was top five movie for me. I can't say I've watched Fubar either, but that's I'm I'm real bad with TV. TV is such a long investment, where I'm like, I can. Yeah, that's you know, just I, it. When you're editing all, all this material, like you don't have time to watch shit, like TV shows and whatever. Yeah, I, I am watching. I, I, I am I watching. Gen, gen, I'm watching Generation V. I made sure I made time for Generation V. I don't know if you're How do you the like boys. It? Not as good as the boys, but I went in. I leveled my expectations. I knew this was filmed during the pandemic. I know this is a spinoff. Yeah. I know the CGI is spotty, but I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Nice. To me, whereas the boys was more like Justice League. This is more like X-Men slash New Mutants, but rated R, and I love it. You, you mean New out, Mutants as in, you mean New Mutants as in the comic, not the movie, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> and shout out to Patrick Schwarzenegger. It just, is, is he good? Because I he's barely in the trailer. I was worried he's not in it much. I don't, what you just said, I'm not going to spoil it, but what you just said. Okay. What you okay. just said. And Neil Walsh is in it, Clancy Brown's in it too. Love me some Clancy yes! Brown, hell yeah! Yes, that's awesome. I, I love the boys, so I'll, yeah. I'll definitely, I'll definitely check it out because I, uh, worth I read, checking out. I read the first four volumes of the of the comic and absolutely loved it. And so it took me a little bit to get into the show, but once I did, I was all on board. Okay, okay. Uh, I got one more question for you, and, be, and then we can we can make transition to games. But um, I, I mentioned top five movies. We did top five horror. 
What's your top five movies in general? Top five movies in general? Yeah. Ooh, I would say David Fincher's Seven. Excellent. 4K release coming. I know. I have been waiting to rewatch it specifically because of that 4K release. Yes. As, yes, I'm a big uh, I'm a big technical nerd. So as soon as him talking about him, how he's going in and adjusting the levels on the on the windows, I'm like, yes, <laughs> I love that. But um, then Back to the Future is a huge one for me. Nice. Dazed, dazed and confused. Oh, OK, OK. Um, Terminator 2 as well. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think. I'm trying to get like all the whole gamut of stuff that I enjoy. Um, shit, like American Beauty. Oh, maybe. Okay. Actually, okay. no. That's a ter- That's a terrible one because of Kevin Spacey. I'm not. I can't mention a well, Spacey one in my top. I mean, oh he shit, said seven. Yes. <laughs> but I can only have one Kevin Spacey in my there top. There we go. Because otherwise, otherwise, it's like it makes me seem like a fan. Other, oh, uh, usual suspects. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, real quick on Kevin Spacey, like I cannot. First of all, I hated Superman Returns, but now I can't. <laughs> but now you got Brian Singer behind the camera, and you got Kevin Spacey on camera. I am terrified to know what the hell was going on behind the scenes of that goddamn movie. Just saying. Um. All I'm saying is I did the Superman Returns DC Revisited, and there was a lot of stuff where I was like, Oof. I'm not mentioning that. Oof. I'm not mentioning that. It's <laughs> like, oh. Woof. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, like, there's <laughs> no. a lot of stuff that went along where it's like, oh, who's who are all these young boys that he just like has like on staff? Where it's like, Ugh. That's fucked up. And, and like, at one point, at one point he does a he does a prank on his production designer and it is the meanest thing where i was just like this is very insightful to like just how what a bad person singer is i well here's the thing besides the fact you got the two biggest scumbags in hollywood in that movie but like i hated the fact that they were trying hard to like continue christopher reeve i thought it was an insult to christopher reeve um yeah it didn't it didn't feel like it yeah, so I'm, I'm a huge fan of Man of Steel. Like, come at me. I, Man of Steel is the shit, dude. I, I feel like Man of Steel... Okay, Red, if you like Snyder or not, you gotta say this. Man of Steel is the closest thing we have to a Dragon Ball Z movie. You know, like... I will say that. <laughs> that like, come on, man. Like, here's the thing I don't understand. DC fans are the worst, like, the worst goddamn people. Everybody got mad at Superman Returns. Like, oh my god, Superman didn't throw any punches. And then we get Man of Steel, and they're like, oh, Superman uh, was making out with Lois after they wrecked the whole city. Like, like <laughs> fuck you. Like, what's, like, what like what do you guys want? Man, Man of Steel was awesome. I know it's not perfect, but my god, was that, was that a solid superhero flick, man? And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, yeah. I'm, it's just, I'm at a weird spot with DC stuff because I do DC Revisited, yeah. and I don't, like, I don't like letting my opinion out there as to how I feel about it's, a lot of okay. DC movies. It's okay. It's, it's fine. We, we, we can keep that behind closed. Like I said, I appreciate the fact that you do your DC Revisited and you keep it unbiased and, and insightful and whatever, and I, I look forward to those Revisited um I, I really appreciate that because those are the, some of the hardest videos that I do. So I well, just those are, that goes to appreciate you, you, did, you did the flash with like before it even came to streaming. I'm like, oh damn! When you said the beginning, like, oh yeah, I only got so much footage to work. I'm like, dude, you pulled that off good, bro. Like, 
That was a great I really, video. I, I, I appreciate that because that's the kind of thing that non-editors don't really think about or it's like, yeah. it's like as soon as it was even came across from like, I, wait a minute, the movie's not released digitally. How am, where am I going to get this footage from? How am I going to yeah. be able to talk about this or that? Or It was a very tough edit. I will just say that. Yeah. It, it took a long time and I had like, I had to pull clips. For, it was... Uh, Thankfully, I watch those because anytime I do a DC Revisited, usually I watch the movie like once or twice at least. Yeah. And so it's like I, I've had a lot of those moments to pull from where I'm like, okay, Jason or like Jason Momoa shows up here in this scene in this area, like Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot shows up here in this area where I'm like, so then I can use it for the flash or yeah. otherwise. Th if I hadn't known the movie well, it would have been much much more difficult <laughs> but yeah, then it yeah, released yeah. it released digitally like i want to say a week later and i was just like no yeah and, you know it was just mind-blowing like like how hard that movie flopped i i, I liked it um because i felt like this was like my last this is like the, the goodbye to the snyderverse like i was happy to see you know affleck and Gal Gadot and all of them one last time. I know the yeah. movie was a mess, but it was nice seeing them one last time. And there was some there were some moments I really liked, um, especially Michael Shannon with probably the best line in the whole movie, uh, where he's like, uh, "What do you say?" He's like, "The infant didn't survive." Oh God, that was the best part of the movie. Like Michael Shannon, yes. no matter props to Michael Shannon. Like he, I feel like he's underappreciated. He never gets the credit like he deserves. Like he gives it his all, even even if he's just. No. Even if he's just laying dead in Batman vs Superman, like, like, like that man gives it his all in every performance. So, and also, <laughs> have you ever seen the movie The Night Before with Seth Rogen? Yes, I have. He's fantastic in yes, that. Is like drug the drug dealer. dealer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was, the first time I watched that, I was just like. What? Who got? How did they get Michael Shannon to do this role? And it seems it like he's so having funny. a blast. <laughs> it was so funny. I think what made it funny was it's like, oh my god, that that's General Zod and, and Falcon doing a there's, drug I deal. I mean, so many. There's been just so many movies that he's just so evil in. So it's if anything, it's it's. I mean, I think of like Shape of Water. Shape of he's Water, such a yeah. like scumbag in that. Yeah. Or then. Seeing that, it's so different. And did you ever see the uh, Criterion Closet with him in it? There's been a ton of memes that have been made from it. No, I he's don't just... think so. <laughs> so for anyone that uh, anyone that doesn't know what Criterion Closet is, uh, Criterion Collection, they have yeah. they'll invite different filmmakers and actors into their little closet, which has all of their essentially their entire catalog, and then the people will just like go through and like they'll take it out and they get to take them home and they'll like talk about why they like it. Yeah. Michael Shannon's is the best, and I there's bet. been so many memes that have come from it. It's it's phenomenal. If you haven't seen it highly recommend it i will definitely look into it okay so it's 8 45 here so i respect everybody's time so here's what i want to do we're going to kind of segue a little bit we're going to talk some gaming now because i've been dying to talk by the way for those who don't know tyler was kind enough to make a mount rushmore yes this is not tyler's first time on uh on nerd cage as he was had a cameo in our mount rushmore of video game characters so we're going to transition transition to video games before we transition though and Joe, I hope you're still in the chat, buddy. Uh, we have a special announcement here at Nerd Cage Live. As I say to my fellow Nerd Cage Nation people, everyone who supports me, I just want to start by saying thank you for supporting me. When you guys support us, you guys give us the ability to bring in 
guests from all aspects of life. Um, so that being said, be, I'll be, I, I bleed Nerdcage Live, okay? I am always reaching out to celebrities, to writers, to critics, to athletes, you name it. So anybody who knows me personally, and I've publicly said on Nerdcage Live, and I've publicly said on Facebook, I'm a huge fan of this person we're about to announce. Um, very, very excited to bring in this person. So, uh, I'm happy to break this announcement right here, right now. Uh, let me just do one thing here. I just gotta go to YouTube Studio real quick because I have to, uh, make it from unlisted, unlisted to public. Um, so, here we go, guys. So, ladies and gentlemen of Nerdcage Nation, feast your eyes on this. Behold. Yes, yes, yes. Heather Heat Hardy, boxer, MMA fighter, is going to be on Nerd Cage Live Thursday, November 2nd, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Be there. Oh, my God. I'm so goddamn giddy. Oh, That's I cannot awesome, man. Believe, Congratulations. I cannot believe she... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, like, blushing, like... Like, yes, she's my favorite fighter. That is very, very cool. Yes. I mean, she's, she's, I remember because I go on the uh, MMA subreddit on Reddit and they uh, went like right around the time that she was transitioning into MMA. I feel like every single time one, like one of her workouts would be posted because it's like, she's a, she's a cute girl who fights. So of course. I know, right? <laughs> she's like a video game character brought to life. She's like Sonya or Cammy or Samus, like. Yeah, she very I, much is like Sonya Blade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I, I guess I'm not separate. Uh, Heather, if you happen to be watching, thank you. Uh, thank you, because I did shoot, uh, shoot. But anyway, she, I, I DM'd her on Instagram, and I'm just like, I was like, I was like, hey, you want to come on my show? And she's like, absolutely. I'm like, what? So that yeah, is so cool. I cannot wait. Cause I have a lot of questions for her because I've been. I've been, I've, been, I've been watching her for a minute, so I, I, I definitely got, we're, de we're definitely going to talk boxing, and we're definitely going to talk her career, and we're definitely going to talk, you know, all things pop culture as usual, you know, whatever favorite movies are, et cetera, but I cannot wait to get into, like, asking her about, like, her, her, her face-offs, you know, like, I want to know some of her wild face-off stories, you know, <laughs> so, Heather Hardy, Heather Heat Hardy, what a Brooklyn's finest. November 2nd, guys, mark your goddamn calendars, be there. 
have your questions ready. Now here's the best part. If we have any disrespectful motherfuckers in the chat, you know what? I don't have to worry about knocking you guys out. She'll fucking do it. So, <laughs> but yes, uh, thank yeah. you to Nerd Cage Nation because of you people, our supporters. That's the reason why I'm able to get your Heather Hardys and your Daniel Pacinas and, and, and you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So look forward to that, guys. I'll be November 2nd. All right, Hell all yeah. right. <laughs> well, and so, actually, a nice little uh, tr well transition, not into video games from that, but the MMA, when I was at the uh, Saw X event in Vegas, I met uh, MMA fighter Joanne Wood, who was formerly Joanne Calderwood, who was like a UFC fighter. So nice. it's like, yeah, it was like a little bit of a connection there. It's like, that was very strange. And same with uh, Chris Van Vliet. The, he's like the very popular interviewer for like MMA and wrestlers. He was also at that little premiere. So, And I like, know you're, you're a wrestling guy too. I know you went to WWE recently. Uh, who would you say your favorite wrestlers are and who's your favorite MMA fighters? Um, let's see. Yeah, I was actually at SummerSlam this year. And yep, so was our, favorite... friend, our friend Sean Wick was there too. He's from Detroit. Nice. It's Yeah, and it was real fun. Favorite favorite wrestlers i mean it's an awkward time to say it because he just got fired recently but cm punk i is, love uh, yo i love cm punk i'm a straight edge i love i i love cm punk i always root for him because i'm a straight oh, edge yeah. so i know there's been some ugly behind the scenes there but i've always i always even even when he went to mma and got his ass i root for him i want to see i want Same. to see him succeed you know it's just it's Same. Just, he, he represents us straight edge so yeah yeah i, yeah, I, I always I, like cm punk yeah, I, I I'm a big fan of him, and I wish I wish that things didn't go like how it how they did. But then yeah. otherwise, like Brian Danielson is. I mean, I've been a massive whether he's Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson in ROH. Like I'm I'm a huge huge fan. So that's uh, on the wrestling side. That those are the big ones. And then MMA, Max Holloway is huge for me. I love absolutely love Max Holloway, and she retired, but uh, Joanna Jacek just he pretty much got me she's one of the people that got me into like mma so and yeah. i wish i could i could say connor but not so much anymore oh, i mean connor I stand, connor I can't stand that motherfucker i can't stand him. his but his rise to the belt and like the alvarez things it's like it's practically like a movie yeah. but i any it's like i I don't care for anything after like, thing is, like, 205. I'm, I'm a boxing guy. Uh, obviously, you know, others coming on the show, but like, uh, I'm definitely, I'm a diehard boxing fan, and I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a Mayweather fan. Uh, but I'll tell you this: I rooted for me. The only time I rooted for Mayweather is when he faced McGregor. Um, so when I saw Mayweather knock him, knock him out, it <laughs> made put a smile on my face. And I, and the best part was I was watching that fight with like mcgregor fans and i like i like threw the bowl of popcorn in the air like yeah like, <laughs> but yeah which yeah then uh, which then people that don't know boxing they're like oh he's not out what why did they stop the fight it's like he was going saving down. him yeah the ref I, is saving him this. like credit to where credit's due i didn't think mcgregor was gonna make it past round four he made it to round 10. mcgregor's yeah. biggest mistake is he should have stayed in boxing i think Nine, I think he would have made a shit ton of money if he stayed in boxing. I think he could have won some big profile fights in boxing because he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Mayweather, the best that ever did it. I don't like him, but the best who ever did it, at least in modern time anyway. He went 10 yeah. fucking rounds with Mayweather. He should have stayed. I would have yep. loved to see him fight Paulie Mananaji, the one that trained him at first. I think that would have been a great fight. 
Um, I thought yeah. I thought for sure that was gonna happen. It, it seemed like it, seemed it was going way. to. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Polymanaji because now he's part of Probox TV. But like, yeah, that would have been a, I would I would paid money to watch that fight. Um, yeah. Instead, we just got Artem versus him and bare knuckle. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, the just but yeah I, i'm kind of like dabbing my toes in the mma right now just a little bit uh shout out to john jones bones he's from my era he's from uh endicott new york which is near syracuse uh him and chandler jones are from this area um i'll okay i look forward to the france and daku tyson fury fight i hate tyson fury i know he's gonna win but i'm gonna yeah. be rooting so hard for francis same if i'm a francis, big i'm a big francis if francis guy. can just land one I feel like if he can just land one, he can do it. But I just feel like Fury is too fast, too smooth. He's got to take him to deep waters and, and get him tired and knock him out. But my God, am I going to be rooting hard, so hard for Francis. So yeah. good luck to Francis. Uh, I will be watching the fight. Hell, we, we might even go live on their cage and watch the fight. Who knows? But nice. that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. We look forward to it. Um, so I'm curious though, you're yeah. a boxing guy. What's yeah. your opinion of the uh, like the influencer boxing that's been going on? <sighs> I can't say I'm a fan of it, but at the same time, I the only, the the one positive thing is it is bringing a new audience to boxing. In fact, Heather yep. Hardy just fought on the undercard of, of Jake Paul a few months ago. Well, against Amanda Serrano, um, yeah. which we're probably gonna talk about because that's her recent fight she lost, but she fought well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I can't say. I, yeah. I mean, I'm stupid enough to pay for it. I'm stupid, or at least stream it another way. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I I can't stand the fact that there are some boxers who deserve a payday and deserve a shot. Meanwhile, the, the Paul brothers are doing these, doing these making a mockery of the sport but at the same time i'm conflicted because it is bringing an audience in so i'm, I'm i guess i'm in the middle um no. i'm in the middle but i i can't say that i'm happy about it um yeah. i will say this though i do i do like some of them celebrity matches with like when we saw uh chad ochocinco fight and, <laughs> and Levi yeah. uh, 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 who's that bell uh lavar lavar on bell love on bell, yeah. bell yeah yeah. I, I, yeah, that I watch. interesting things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that I can kind of get behind because you know I like seeing some of these athletes I grew up watching, like. But um, and I like. That's yeah, the same thing with like when beast. Greg Hardy went into MMA, where it's like, oh, I want to see someone that was in the NFL and yeah. how their athleticism transfers to like yeah. MMA. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm, so there's there's some stuff I like about it, but there's some stuff boxing. I can't stand. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I, I but I like people. Like I love Terrence Crawford. I love Deontay Wilder. Like those are my dudes. And, you know, mm -hmm. Shout out to Canelo who just beat the crap out of fucking uh, uh, Charlo. Carlo. Charlo. Yeah. Charlo was chirping for years. I'm, but I think he just wanted a payday. But but yeah, I think boxing. I'm just happy I didn't get knocked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But boxing boxing's in a good position. I think boxing's in a good position right now because I think even though MMA is in a much better position. Uh, but I think boxing is, is, is having its moment. I, here's the thing. We're finally going to have an undisputed champion in December. Fury and uh, Usyk are fighting in December. We're finally going to have a heavyweight undisputed fight. Um, Which so, is crazy. Yeah. First time years. in how long? 20? 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Lennox Lewis was the last one to hold all the titles. And then we like, also that's have, insane. Yeah. So 
so yeah, so there's, there's there's some good matches. So so here's the thing about boxing. Yeah, they don't they don't bring consistently good matches like MMA does. But when boxing is on, it is on. I mean, we just had we just had Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis. We just had Bud Crawford and Errol Spence. We're about to get undisputed with Fury. Like when it's on, it is on. But they just it's just there's not enough consistency of good fights out there right now. Yeah. And I feel like with Mayweather and Pacquiao both gone. I think it, it, the sport took a hit, personally. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. yeah so that's my basic rundown of. But yeah, but yeah, Heather is my absolute favorite like female boxer, and that's another thing too. Is that I really didn't. I feel like female late women's boxing is in a good position right because you got Clarissa Shields. I was just about to say Clarissa Shields. Oh and my she's, god, and she won fights in MMA. So like. Yeah, it's like women's boxing is, is, is getting better and better. And like I said, when I saw Heather fight, like it caught my attention. So I've been following her for a minute now, and to have her on the show in November, I'm 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 I'm, I'm floored. I'm absolutely fucking floored. So yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, yeah. Can't so I'm, um, I guess I'll say it. I'm not gonna say who. Another boxer has agreed to come on the show, but this boxer wants to wait until his next fight is announced. So I'll just say that Heather. Is gonna be one of more boxers coming on their cage live. That's all I'm gonna say. I probably shouldn't have said this out loud, but let's just <laughs> say that I got a verbal agreement from another boxer. I won't say who this boxer is, but that's but okay. Because even if even if it doesn't happen, that you just reach out to a different boxer and yeah. no one's any of the wiser. But it's just amazing, <laughs> like the, like they, they they see my platform and they're just like, yeah, let's go. I'm like, so yeah, so oh, we're yeah. excited. Like I said, we're excited. I'm just gonna say it one more time. We are excited to have Heather Heat Hardy, one of Brooklyn's finest. Sorry, she is 24. Wait, yeah, she's 24 and two in boxing, and she's two and three in MMA. So look forward to that. She's got, she's gonna have plenty of stories to tell, and she's had a tremendous career. Um, so yeah, nine o'clock. Fuck it, let's talk video games. So again. You did the Mount Rushmore with us, so thank you very much for that. So, what are your favorite games? You can, I'll make it easier. What are your favorite game franchises? Go. <laughs> the game franchises, that makes it much easier. So, yes. Mass Effect is a massive one for me. Absolutely love the Mass Effect series. Pretty much have played those multiple times all the way through. The Elder Scrolls series is also another one, like Skyrim. I mean, and obviously, like Bethesda in general, I just put in three days into Starfield. So. I was just about to ask if you've play, been playing Starfield, because I haven't got it yet. I've been wanting to. Uh, I, know, I know I'm not going to have time to play, but I haven't. Is it worth purchasing or should I wait? I mean, it just, or do you like Bethesda games? Not really, but. Then wait. Okay, because I just yeah, I love the it's, idea. I mean, it's of just like any other Bethesda game. Okay, okay. Okay. If you like, I mean, it still has good sp space exploration, but it's one of those things where it's like I think people are some people are expecting like not a Bethesda game in it, yeah. where it's like oh, it's still it's still got everything that you would expect from a Bethesda game, but genuinely, I think it's the best story they've ever done ever. It's the the ending is fucking mind blowing. It's so okay. good. Like, oh, I can't yeah, oh, say you, enough. You actually got you actually got through the campaign. 
Oh, I've beaten it. Yes, beaten oh, all. Wow. I said three days I had in it, like when I finished. Yeah, and even nice. then, I'm sure I missed out on stuff. But like, what? Anytime I wasn't working, I was either playing Starfield or Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> so. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, we've been yeah. a lot of people been posting about Baldur's Gate on our on our group page. Um, what about? Uh, I, I know you're you're a Doom fan, right? Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy the Doom series. The uh, especially the the new ones are just they're so I love the scores. I love. I oh yeah, shout out to Mick Gordon who also did the Killer Instinct uh, remake. Uh, I would yeah. love to see him. I would love to see him do music for a Mortal Kombat game, but um, that would be I, great. I love Doom 2016. I didn't care for Doom Eternal that much, if I want the honest truth. I never finished Doom. Yeah, Eternal. I didn't. I didn't finish it either, but I just kind of attributed that to being busy. But it's it has a because it, it has a similar feel to 2016. But yeah, there is something that's just off about it. I'm not not sure what it is. Oh my god! So funny story. Uh, so I when I when Doom 2016 first came out, I bought like the Ultra Edition that came with like the statue. My dog chewed it up. I was. Oh my god, it was gut wrenching. <laughs> that is the worst. I could not imagine. Like, I cried because I knew I was not replacing it. And yeah. people are selling it for ungodly amount on eBay. But like, I was like, when I saw my dog, like, shoot up the whole thing, tore the leg off, and everything. And I'm just like, I, I ran into the bedroom and cried. Like, I was like, I was like, I knew it. And my dog had the audacity to come lay on the bed with me and try to shoot me. I'm like, I'm like, you just. <laughs> ruin my doom stage. <laughs> I, 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 per, I remember that. It was a really cool little collector. Wasn't that like 150 on release? Yes! And it, I think, I don't know if it was 80 or 150. I maybe it was 80. I don't remember. But, but it oh, had okay. like the fan. It had like the, you put the batteries, it had like the fan yeah. underneath. Like, it was so cool and my dog destroyed it. Oh! God. That I, sucks. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why you can't, just can't have nice things sometimes. <sighs> I mean, my dog is long past that chewing phase now, but he was still a puppy at the time. Mm. A big one. He's the same color. He's a big one. And no. Just, like, oh, I knew it. As soon as uh. I saw it, I, like, I knew it. Like, I knew it. Huh. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> oh, and in terms, of, uh, in terms of video games, I will say, too, I have an absurd amount of time in... Uh, Fight Night Champion and like the UFC, the UFC games. <laughs> we need a new Fight Night game, bro. Like I, we so Big Pet. Yes. Shout out to Big Pet Sports Talk. Uh, he's a U Giants YouTuber. I'm a Giants fan. He's a Giants YouTuber, and he we were talking about Fight Night. Like I'm like, yo, we need a new Fight Night game. Like Fight Night Round Three is my favorite, but like we need a new. I know they keep releasing UFC every couple of years, but come on, give us a Fight Night game, please. Those yeah, because the amazing. With the joysticks, like, there's just, there's something about it that's just so much fun that they don't, because I like, I like the MMA games. I have an absurd amount of time in them, like, an absurd amount yeah. of time. I think, I think between two, three, and four, I have something around, like, 4,000 hours. Like, nice. it's, it's on, genuinely, I play it, like, once a day, even if I'm just playing a match. It's my, like, go-to, just, like, stress relief game, just beat someone up. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, now since you're a horror buff, what would you say? And you do playing with fear, obviously. What do you, What are mm -hmm. your favorite like horror themed games or like horror movies brought into games? So I really like the that Friday the Thirteenth game. Yeah. When I mean, it's kind of a little bit ruined now with the servers being all messed up. Um, but it's still real fun. And 
I would say um, Alien Isolation is probably like one of the better okay. horror horror games that I've played over the last decade even. But like the Quarry, I enjoyed that one, which is more recent. There's a, there's a certain style of horror game that I'm really not into, like the Outlast series. I don't like the whole like just being scared and not having a weapon like that kind of thing that doesn't really jive with me but like the resident evil i like i love any of the resident evils all right so we're diehard resident evil fans here in fact uh we are playing resident evil 3 old school on twitch right now for spooky games oh nice what's your favorite what do you think what's your favorite resident evil game Mm, probably two remake or original remake oh okay yeah i love both of them i love both of them for both but for different reasons i i think you gotta go with the original you're nostalgia you gotta get nostalgia Uh, i love both of them i might like the remake a little more but uh, really i I feel like like, the 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 nostalgia of like switching discs and stuff for the three three is my all-time favorite and then really then both twos like and then, so I'm curious. And what then about the three? But what about three? Because I've always, I've always been so fascinated with Resident Evil series, specifically three and Code Veronica. Because yes, it, Code I, Veronica's I, hell underrated. But and I assume you know the story of how Code Veronica was supposed to be three. Three. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why like three really does. It's so short and feels like kind of a spin-off versus Code Veronica, which feels in line. But that's always how I, I felt about it. So I'm curious if you're, it's your favorite. What do you, what's your opinion on it? Three's my favorite. Here's why I like Three's my favorite. I love the fact that you're being hunted. There's a feeling of dread that Nemesis is coming at. Where in Resident Evil 2, um, I'm, I'm so glad because we, we, I keep talking, we've been talking about this, me and my roommate been talking about, and me and Joe and Twitch been talking about. So the thing about Resident, the original Resident Evil 2, when you face off against Mr. X slash Tyrant, you just mm-hmm. basically take him down, and then he shows up later. He doesn't chase you. Nemesis chases you. There's a feeling... And another thing I love about Resident Evil 3, Jill's my favorite character, by the way. I fucking love Jill. Jill is... I love Jill. Yeah. Um, The thing about 3 is, is that you get to see the whole city. Resident Evil 1 just takes place in the mansion. Resident Evil 2 primarily takes place at the police, for the most part, the police station. Resident Evil 3, you get to see the whole damn city. It's a whole escape sequence. Um, So there's something about this whole city escape, and you're being hunted by the nemesis. And I also think Nikolai, besides Wesker, is the best human villain besides Wesker. So the feeling of dread and the feeling of escapism is the reason why Resident Evil 3 is my favorite. Uh, and, and I don't, I don't think it's too short. The remake was short. The remake was painfully short. I think Resident Evil Three is my favorite, and then Resident Evil Two is my second favorite. Uh, both versions. Now here's the thing: the Resident Evil Two remake. This is where they they got they, they fucked up the remake here. Don't worry, I love Resident Evil Two remake, but in Resident Evil Two remake, Mr. X is constantly chasing you. That's what mm-hmm. Nemesis should have been. So in the Resident Evil 3 remake, it's linear and Nemesis only appears and then he and then he just he doesn't chase you. They got it backwards. It should have been the other way around. So Okay. I just I just didn't like the fact that Normally like I said I love Resident Evil 2 remake. I just I just mm-hmm. wish that the Nemesis in the 3 remake was chasing you like Mr. X was in the sec- in the 2 remake. 
Uh, because See, the original Resident Evil 3, you're being chased constantly. Like, I'm playing it right now for the first time in like 20 years, and I'm like, oh my god, is he going to show up? Is he going to show up, you know? <laughs> See, and that's the kind of thing I, um, just as a person in life, I'm very anxious, and I'll, there's, I'm always have anxiety. And so in a game that then has those moments where you're just like being chased constantly, so then you're just like anxious the whole time, I'm not into that. That's my, so that's why oh. the third, the third resident, that's why I was so curious. Cause I'm like, that's the one element that I'm like, I haven't, I haven't, I still have not played the third, like the remake because I'm like, oh, I, I can't do, I can't do a whole, but, like, like I can't do a whole game of him chasing me. But that's just it. He's not chasing you. You, you face off against him in a, and then, yeah. and then you get past him and it's Resident Evil three remake is linear. It's completely mm -hmm. linear, whereas Resident Evil 2 Remake, you know, you get to explore. Resident Evil 3 is linear, the remake, and you're... Basically, every time you get into a Nemesis encounter, you just escape. You don't fight them. Okay. Um, I beat Resident Evil 3 Remake in one sitting. I got the game a day early. Like, I pre-ordered it and then arrived a day early. I beat it in one sitting and didn't even die. I beat it in, like, six hours in one sitting and I didn't even die once. Um, oh, that's so, too easy. So yeah, so just a heads up, like you, that anxiety you're talking about, it's not in the three remake at all. That's interesting because I uh, with the the second one with Tyrant, isn't it Tyrant and the yeah, Mister Rex Tyrant never he never stops, and it gets yeah, I was, it's I was scary like, ah, at so, first. Yes, but then it gets <laughs> annoying because then when you're trying to solve a puzzle, all of a sudden you're boom boom boom. And you're like, God damn it! You're interrupting the puzzle. Like, see, and I thought that that's what all the third game was was like no, just that the whole game. Okay, so maybe I will try out three. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, you will beat it in one sitting. I guarantee it. Um, Code Veronica needs a remake. I don't understand how they haven't done. Like, it seems like the most obvious choice for them to do next. Because I'm hearing they're doing five next. Like, that I doesn't make sense. We, we just we actually just finished playing five on Twitch co-op and. Five still holds up. So I don't want, I want, we did play Code Veronica, but it, man, is it need, it needs a remake. It really needs a remake. So Are, hold, weren't hold they supposed hold. to be doing, weren't they supposed to be doing uh, like a, a right, like the first game again? Those are rumors. What I'm hearing is that Res, right now they are working on Resident Evil 9. So hoping oh. it's good. I thought Resident Evil 8, don't make it wrong, I, you know, who didn't like Lady D, but like, I thought Res <laughs> I thought Resident Evil 8 was a little bit more on the action-y side. See, Resident Evil 7 was scary. Resident Evil 8 was not. So Resident Evil 8 was more in the vein of Resident Evil 4 and 5, where it's more of an action survival than yeah. like horror survival. Um, I personally, I should say, I have not say, I have not played eight yet. I've it's one of those games where it's been on my list. I'm gonna get the you gold edition play, eventually. Did, did you play seven? Yes, I love seven. Okay, okay, yes. Eight picks up right after the, at the end of seven. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ethan is such an interesting character, and the, them switching it to first person, I think, was such, was a cool choice. I wasn't oh, too like wild. Ethan? Not really. I I, I, I love Chris, Jill, Leon, Claire. I like mm -hmm. the OGs, but I didn't hate Ethan. It's just you know I'm ready to move on from Ethan at this point. I'm ready yeah. to move on. I want to go back to Chris. I want to go back to. G g even hell, bring back Sheva and Josh from Five. Like I'm, re I'm ready to move on, but I really would like, you know, like to see, like I said, Chris, Leon, and Jill back. So here's hope. Yeah, she Sheva, I, me and my buddy played, was we're playing the co-op, and he and I were both just like, wait, what? 
what happened to her? She's not in six, is she? Like, what? Yeah. Where does she go? Yeah, she's like, yeah. Just, she's only in five. Yeah, so that, I think I think it would be great to bring back Sh and Josh too, the, the 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 commando guy from five. Like, I'd like to see him. I like to see both Sheva and Josh come back for for yeah. a Resident Evil game. I'll be, yeah, like do you I think said, it'll be interesting what will happen next. Do you think that once they get to six, they'll like use it as a uh, like fix? The less, try to fix? the less said about six, the better. That's what I mean. Do you think they'll like just ignore it and not even do it? Or do you yeah. think they'll like try and treat it as like their way of bold fixing? Bold prediction, bold prediction. I think we'll get a Dino Crisis remake before they remake six. But yes, I guess De I Devil hope. May Cry is, is getting a remake. Um, I wasn't the biggest Devil May Cry fan, but I'll, I'll, I'll play it again. But Devil May Cry is getting a remake. Um, like I said, the rumblings that they're working on nine, and, and I, I mean, the four remake was okay. I'm not a huge fan of four, but the four remake was an improvement over the original four. But like, I really don't think mm -hmm. five needs a remake. They need to go back and do Code Veronica again. Here's yeah. open. Who knows? Capcom yeah. is so unpredictable, and I know right now they're riding high off the Street Fighter six, which is pretty good, by the way. Even though I like Mortal Kombat one more, but. Um, also, Tekken, I can't wait for Tekken to Tekken looks really good. I'm not even a Tekken oh, I, person. Yeah, I didn't even realize they were doing a new Tekken. Yeah, January. Oh. Soon. Yeah, the movie's been postponed several times, but it's coming out in Jan finally seeing the light of day in January. So, hmm. uh, hoping well. Tekken is good. But uh, but I'm looking forward to what more Mortal Kombat, like I said, we're, we're going to be getting, we're going to be getting Omni-Man and we're going to be getting Homelander, voiced by Anthony Starr and J.K. Simmons. So, that's awesome. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other? Uh, are you into any like retro gaming? Like you know, like any any like Mario, Zelda, any like thing like yeah. super old school. Yeah, I like uh, I like the old uh, Zeldas and Marios. I mean, I have all three uh, of the stand like the comet like the modern consoles. So they all have like all the backwards compatible stuff. Yeah. And like my Switch has, I have all of the you know, like. Nintendo services where you can yes. then play all the old games. Switch and Online, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I haven't bought that old, uh, it's like the Aladdin and Lion King games from like the, from the 90s yeah, the that were on like, yeah. yeah, Sega and, and Super the Nintendo. Jurassic, Jurassic Park games are coming to it, and then like... Yeah, also, like it's just fun. And what I'm really excited for this month, it's kind of weird because it's October, but we're getting Super Mario Wonder and we're getting... Uh, Sonic Superstar. So we're getting 2D Mario and 2D Sonic back. Yes! Yeah, I, I like I Sonic. Have... I hate 3D Sonic. I love old school oh, yeah. 2D. 2D Sonic is where I, it's at. I have Mario Wonder pre-ordered because of uh, that one deal that they were doing on Switch where it was like, get two games for $99. So I did that in Tears nice. of the Kingdom. Oh god, I love, I, I'm so behind Tears of the Kingdom. I, I just beat the Water Temple. I have, I need to get back to it. But uh, I've played ten minutes of it. <laughs> I pre-ordered. I pre-ordered Mario RPG remake. I still got pre-order Mario Wonder. We will. I'm gonna say this right here, Nerd Cage Live. We will be playing Mario Wonder at launch on Friday, October 20th. We will play Mario Wonder at launch. And from what I'm hearing, Tyler, uh, according to IGN, because I, I listened to IGN's podcast the other day, that uh, a couple people played the Mario Wonder at PAX and they said that this is the best 2D Mario since Super Mario World. I'm hoping that's true. I'm hoping that's true. I'm just stoked for new 2D Mario. So it's just a little bit of a gut punch that Charles Martinet is not voicing the characters in this game. But I'm excited for Mario 2D Mario. 
Oh, I didn't realize that he's not voiced. I knew he had retired, but I just assumed yeah. that he had voiced. This is the first, first game he's not. He is voicing Luigi in the Luigi's Mansion 2 remake coming out in March. They kept his original recordings. But for this new Mario game, he's not. this is the first time new Mario voice, and they haven't. Nintendo hasn't even revealed who the voice actor is yet. It's uh, it's Chris Pratt. Don't say that, please. <laughs> Everybody keeps saying that to me. Oh my god! Like, please. I, I love. Let's talk about the real. Did you like the Mario movie? I loved it. Um. Yeah, I didn't have. I I saw it in theaters like a couple weeks after the fact and really. Enjoyed I loved it. it. I, I want to crucify Chris Bumry for his review. I want to crucify Chris for his review. I, I oh, I didn't even me. see it. He gave it a six. Oh. And, I, and I'm like, I'm like, and I said to Chris, I'm like, are you here on the channel? Because we we had him on after the fact. I'm like, I'm like, uh -oh. I'm like, Chris, I think you missed most of the references, dude. And he's like, oh maybe, but I'm just like, oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the movie, and I hate Chris. Yeah, Pratt. I don't, I don't, I don't he's think Chris a nice is guy. A... Chris Pratt's a nice guy, but that man's yeah. got no talent. I'm sorry, I can't stand him as an actor. He's a nice guy, terrible actor. So when I heard him voice Mario, I was pissed. But when I saw the movie, <laughs> in the context of the movie. He did fine. But Jack Black yeah. was the best part of that movie. Yeah, I think that, like, people getting upset about the voices, um, it's one of those things that I've kind of conditioned myself to just, like, wait and see. Because it's like, I mean, I'm a comic book fan, so yeah. we've go going, like, way back, pretty much every single thing that's announced back to Keaton. Like, people are like, what? What? Yep. Ah, no. So I'm like, and and you and I are both old enough to remember the whole Heath Ledger backlash. Like that was that was. Yeah. 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 What? This you're going a fucking gay cowboy is the Joker? Are you kidding? It's like seriously. And then he's he is the definitive Joker to damn near yeah. everyone. So. I yeah, mean, there's it's, been there's been plenty of great Jokers. Hell, I even I, Joaquin Phoenix. I cannot. By the way, I cannot wait for Joker too. Uh, I'm a. I love Lady Gaga too, and I think she's gonna. Did, Killing did that get delayed? Um, did it? It wouldn't surprise me because Dune 2 got delayed. And then Godzilla vs. Oh my god, I listen, I'm a diehard Godzilla fan, but I'm not looking forward to Godzilla vs. Kong 2, but Godzilla vs. Kong got postponed. The first one was fun. I hated did it. Did you not like it? Really? I hated it. Hated it. What 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 elements? Like um, the human stuff? Or like the it monster was just stuff? Both. Both. Oh, okay. Like it was just Listen, I love Kong Skull Island. I enjoyed King of the Monsters. On the, I hated. Okay, here's. I hated 2014 Godzilla. I hated it. Um, I enjoyed King of the Monsters enough because there was at least enough throwbacks that I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Skull Island, hands down, was the best MonsterVerse movie. It's not even close. So I was so looking forward to Godzilla vs. Kong, and I and I watched that three in the morning on HBO Max right when it aired. And the moment I saw King Kong scratch his ass, I'm like, oh, God, this movie's going to be terrible. And then just, like, the monster fights were so over the top. And, like, I know it's one of those things you got to turn your brain off and enjoy it. But the problem is even when I do turn my brain off, like, my brain still works a certain way. And I'm just like, this is not physically possible. And, like, and then, like, ugh, it was just dumb. And then, and then they threw in Mechagodzilla out of nowhere. And, like, and then the, the whole the human side was just bad it was just, everything about that movie was terrible it was the worst hands down <laughs> the worst Godzilla movie ever let me repeat that the worst Godzilla movie ever made worse than the anime trilogy worse than the 98 movie worse than 2014 worse than Godzilla vs. Hydra 
worse than Godzilla vs. Mega It was the worst Godzilla movie ever made, and I am not looking forward to Godzilla vs. Kong, X-Kong, or whatever. But, Godzilla minus one, my body is ready! Let's go! Yeah. Is that the, the Tokyo, like the yep. Japanese one? Yep. Yep, December, December nice. 1st in America. Or no. Yeah, December 1st. Let's go. Nice. <laughs> my, birth my birthday's in December, December 15th to be exact, so birthday, Christmas, coming early. Get to see a new Godzilla movie in the movie theater. I'm just waiting. I'm just well, waiting for them to release the pre-sale. I'm, I'm going to jump right on there's that. There's that TV show, too, that's coming to Apple Plus, that monitor. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll, just, I'll, give it a sh I'll give it a shot. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I, low expectations, but I'll give it a shot. I think the thing that I like about those movies is that, um, I like how much they really focus on like the the humans and just yeah. how large the like the creatures are because yeah. I've always because even in 2014 that's the one thing that I'm like I like how realistically it's shot where you're just yeah. where it's just like you're seeing bits and pieces of Godzilla where then it, it to me it makes it it just gives him a little more like you were saying with uh with Godzilla versus Kong where it's like the the it's like wait physics that doesn't make sense like that yeah. physically will not work but i think in 2014 or it's like how lumbering he is and like everything it actually... is, i i appreciate 2014 a little more now after godzilla vs kong and yeah you're right like at least what you just said like he was slow and lumbering but in like godzilla vs kong he was like quick and agile and he was quicker than kong like i'm like i was like this doesn't really make sense how is he able to move that quick like yeah you know like when you got all that weight you know gravity works a certain way but but yeah, what did, like, you, what, did, what did you think of the new, uh, the newer Mortal Kombat movie? Oh God! So <laughs> on Nerdcage Live, you can go back and watch the tape. I was like leading that charge. I was like, yes, this is gonna be the movie that breaks the video game. Well, Mario ended up breaking the curse, but this is gonna be the movie that breaks the curse. This is the Mortal Kombat movie we've all been dreaming of. I was so stoked. I was like, yeah, let's go. Again, same scenario, middle of the pandemic. HBO Max, 3 in the morning. I invite my friends over, 3 in the morning to watch the movie. I'm on the East Coast, obviously. And, you know, I got my chicken wings. I got my popcorn. I'm like, yes, we're going to have a Mortal Kombat party. Let's go. And I know Joe's in the chat right now. I got up on my couch and I screamed, how does Goro die by walking into a garage? And then I screamed <laughs> again, wait a minute. There's no tournament. There's no tournament. Like, I got, I was so let down <laughs> i was let down don't get me wrong there were moments i liked but i mm -hmm. was so let down by the way that was me that did the the more combat 95 versus more combat 2021 face off i wrote that and i edited that nice and i, made well, sure I, I like I, lo I love the 95 version that's yes. so much fun <laughs> oh my god what, what made 95 good is because ed boone well here's the thing this is what we always talk about in 1995, we only had three Mortal Kombat games. Mortal Kombat 3 was barely a thing. And all we had was storyboards, the arcade storyboards to go off of. Mm -hmm. And they did a tremendous job bringing that franchise to life. And gave the characters personality. We got to see the moves. We got, we got good fights. I know it didn't have blood and gore, but they got away with as much as they could for a PG-13. I was goddamn 9 or 10 years old when that movie came out. And I was like... It was everything to me, and the movie still holds up. I feel like it's true, and it, it was true. It was a true adaptation to the games. At this point, I'll get the next Mortal Kombat movie a chance, just because. But I think at this point, Mortal Kombat deserves the Last of Us treatment. Last of Us was a great show on HBO. 
at this point, Mortal Kombat should be a series, not a movie, because there's so much lore, so many characters now. I think Mortal Kombat should be a series because you can't cram it all into a 90-minute movie anymore. It was different yeah. back in 1995 because we only had three games at the time. And they gloss over the second game, sort of. Um, mm-hmm. But now we have decades. We have 30-plus years of games to go off of. They, Mortal Kombat should be a series, and I love what last... Again, I never really played Last of Us, but I love that series. And I think Mortal Kombat deserves the same streaming. Yeah, I'm I I uh I don't really care what they do with it just because I'm yeah, it's it's a fighting game, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like if they were to make Killer Instinct into one or Tekken into one or Street like the Street Fighter movie where I'm like I just have different expectations when there's yeah. a fighting game being adapted. I mean, it's this kind of the same thing with uh, Mario where it's like I yeah. just have different expectations in regards to like the movie aspect where I'm like, I just want just get certain characters right. And then you can kind of do what you want with the story. I just want the characters to be correct. I guess is always my thing. Cause like for those like following, especially with like, even with mortal Kombat, the story can be, it's like, what story are you following? Are you following the original timeline? The nine, the one from the reboot from nine or the like now this now technical new timeline when one like which one so so what so what like, you think do of what the you want to do so what you think of the 2021 movie because you said 95 was what you think of the 21 because i was disappointed i mean i didn't i didn't have uh negative of views towards it but i wasn't like this is the best thing ever i had fun with it i had fun okay I, fair yeah like i said there I, uh, were moments i liked though like but and i i just didn't like the fact nothing against i love lewis tan but i just think Having a unknown, like a brand new character to lead the franchise was a was a bad move when there's so many char- other characters to choose from. Oh, yes, that cold young was awful. Like why? And his story was so stereotypical and bad. I mean, yeah, he's the he's the worst part about the movie without a doubt. And his arc is bad. Everything, every element of him is just. But that work. beginning fight with Scorpion, that that flashback fight with Scorpion and Sub Zero with uh, Hiroyuki, that was everything. Yeah, that I think Sub Zero and Sub Zero and Scorpion are handled with like a lot of care in that. But yeah, some that's other the one thing they really got aren't. right. They got Scorpion and Sub Zero right, but they fucked Goro. They yeah. didn't like Cole Young. Now, granted, I love Kung Lao. Kung Lao has died in every timeline. I think I wasn't. I knew he was gonna die. I think that was they should have kept him for one more movie. Um, mm-hmm. So didn't they just but, banish but, but him? They, yeah, but well, well, he got his soul stole from he got his soul sucked by Shang Tsung. But they did. Oh, get, Kung Lao, Kung. Yeah, Shang. They, I can. They I got can his character them. right. They got his character right though. But it's just, it's just Max Huan was perfect. Um, mm-hmm. So there, like I said, it wasn't all bad. But but I was just so let down because I was leading that goddamn charge. I was like, I was yeah. leading the whole internet. Like, let's go. We're gonna rally behind this movie. And I was so let down. And again, Joe, if you're in the chat, he's he's probably laughing right because he was right there watching me scream at the TV at three in the morning. Like I literally got up <laughs> out of my out of the couch and started screaming at the TV. I'm surprised my neighbors didn't like come come after me. But <laughs> last question. Okay, we'll wrap it up here. Last question for the night, Tyler. Keeping up with uh, movies and video games here. What? Video game movie needs an adaptation, or what video game movie deserves another chance? What video game movie needs? Wait a minute, I'm. What's the the first? What video need like? What, like what 
game franchise you want to see get a movie or a series? Oh, okay. That hasn't gotten um, Oh, it's hard to say because there's definitely been some stuff that's been happening recently where I'm like, I think it's being made, but I don't know. So I'm not going to go with any of those. Um, I would say I'll go with a weird choice. I want to see okay. Subnautica. Subnautica okay. turned into a TV show more. That would be I think that's where it's really uh, where it's. I don't know. It's money is is in a TV show. I think you can probably do it as a as a movie as well, but yeah. Subnautica Subnautica's story is much more interesting than uh, people would think given that it's a survival game. That's okay, uh okay. If you haven't tried out Subnautica, I cannot recommend it enough. As someone nope. who uh has, has a fear of the water, it kind of helped me with that. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. And then uh and then would you is is there now is there any other adaptation that maybe it's like already out there that deserves another chance like a Silent Hill or Mortal Kombat Street Fighter? What do you think? Is there any other movie that you think should should get another chance? I mean, I hope that the Silent Hill because that is supposed to be Christopher Gaughan is supposed to be directing a new one, but that got okay. messed up because of the strike, and so I think that one has potential to make up for the because like i like the first silent hill but it still has its flaws like yeah. doesn't 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 uh, hold up well on in this day and age but and the sequel is fucking god awful but i uh think that this the series has so much potential but also and i know you're a fan of the resident evil movies i don't think they've properly gotten the resident evil adapted outside i hate it welcome to raccoon city <laughs> that was the worst piece of shit i could possibly imagine like welcome to Ra raccoon city was bad and then i couldn't even make it through the netflix show the netflix show was i awful. didn't even bother i didn't even bother yeah it's like i don't understand why they can't just because and my main issue with the with the uh, paul thomas anderson ones or paul ws anderson ones um yeah. is the uh I don't like that Alice is the main character. Like I, yeah. I, I, I want what they were essentially trying to do with Raccoon City, where it's actually an adaptation and with these characters. But I want it actually done competently. Yeah, it was they messed it up. Yeah, like and it's just when I saw that trailer, I knew it was going to be bad. Yeah, it, uh. it, it's fair to say. I understand. Like I said, I'm a little biased. I love the Resident Evil movies, the Ponderson ones. I really do. Um, but I understand where the Resident Evil fans are coming from. I really do. Um, no. Just, just like, like at this point, it's like, 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 how do you mess that up? Like everything's right there, you know. Like, I just like I said, after that Raccoon City disaster, it just made. Like I said, I already liked the big one, but it just made me appreciate Paul Anderson's movies even more. Like, at least, despite Alice being the main character, at least, at least the spirit of Resident Evil was in those movies. Yeah. What I mean yeah. by that is like in the first movie, The Hive, you're you're talking they're in the very condensed. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they're in the like claustrophobic in, area. Claustrophobic, yes, a claustrophobic era full of zombies, and like mm -hmm. they got that right. It, it was there was just enough horror and just enough action in there, and then the second movie, you know, we got Jill, we got um, who else was in there? It was Jill. Um, My nemesis. <laughs> nemesis, like yeah, they Nikolai Carlos, like. 
Yeah, at least in the yeah. second movie, we got some some they, they start sprinkling the characters, and eventually that brought they brought in Wesker, they brought in Ada. Mm -hmm. Like at least they start sprinkling those characters as the movies went on. But yeah. at least the first two movies kind of captured that spirit of the claustrophobic, you know, survival. And it's just, you know, after that, they did get carried away. So hopefully, 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 it just sucks that we never got that George Romero Resident Evil movie, you know? I'm sure you guys did that. You guys, Joe Blow did that video. Like, that was actually the first video I ever did for Joe Blow was... <laughs> Dude, was I the, uh, can you George imagine, Romero's Resident Evil. <laughs> well, he did do the commercial, but can you just yes. imagine if George Romero, like, he wanted to do it? I think he would have nailed it, man. Did you ever read his script? No, I have to look into that. His the script is it. I mean, the dialogue is not good. Uh, that like it's very stilted, yeah, but that but could have been fine tuned, you know. That, exactly. That's that's the main thing where it's like this is clearly a first draft, and the structure is all very good. And like, especially you, you will, as a Resident Evil fan, you will be like, oh my god, why, why did we not get this? Because yeah. it's it's such an adaptation. Like they have. There's so there's a lot of stuff in it from the game from the first game that you wouldn't expect, like the zombie yeah. sharks. Like yeah. there's there's just a lot of random stuff in it where it's like, oh my god, they called back now, to that. Oh, the keep, plant. Oh, keeping it with George A. Romero. Now his last the last dead movie, his son's still doing right. They're making one more uh, Night of the Living Dead movie, but but it's the movie that he wrote, but he didn't, obviously he passed away, he didn't get to do it, but it's the movie that he wrote, it's a prequel, right? I think he just did a treatment for it, it's, the details about it are very weird. But they're, um, but heard, they're moving forward with it, right, the next Dead it's, It sounds like it, so there was two different, there was, there was one that was like a direct sequel to Land of the Dead called Road of the Dead that he actually like wrote a script for. Yeah. And then there's Twilight of the Dead, which is That's what it. this thing is. But I think it's now, just based off... Is it a sequel or is it the prequel? Because I heard that he wanted to do a prequel set in World War II about where the zombies actually came from. Oh, is that what I don't I get I, I pretty much have as soon as I even saw the name, I was just like, I, I don't care. I this isn't Ramiro, whatever. Someone's just yeah, going thought, to try and attach their name. I thought his son was going to get involved, though. Well, I don't know. I'm at the point, though, where I'm just like, eh, what's what's his kid being involved with it? Really make it like more. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a chance. Yeah, I'll give it a chance. Yeah. I'll give yeah, it a chance. Same. I mean, I just no one did zombies better than Romero, man. That's yeah, other than the last uh, Survival of the Dead and Diary of the Dead are pretty rough, but... Um, Survival of the I, Dead was okay. No, no, Diary of the Dead was okay. Survival of the Dead was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Diary, yeah, Diary has of decent the moments. Land of, Land of the Dead was the last like, great one. I love me some Land of the Dead. I am a defender of that film. I that get a good... That was an excellent follow-up to... Um, uh, what was the one in the Day 80s? of the Dead? Day of the Dead, yeah, perfect follow up. Perfect yeah. follow up. Yeah, I love. I mean, the first four movies, I I consider them to be just top tier. Well, top first three movies, I consider to be top tier. Land of the Dead, I think it has some issues, but I still really enjoy it. I I enjoyed it. I the really CGI did. blood. I'm always just like, God damn it, why, why? But it's just it's that era of filmmaking where like yeah, but people, there's they're, enough they're still trying to figure there, stuff out. There's enough practicality there. There's enough. There's there's enough there 
you're right. There's some CGI that was unnecessary, but but there was enough there to like like yes, this is a Romero movie through and through. Yeah. Plus, there's a, there's I, those times I where John, you can tell. I love John. Lo John Lo I love John Logazano. Yeah, he's great in it. One, well, but he's the, like the thing, and just from researching it, where it's like Ramiro. It was his first time with like money, so he was like doing things that he just thought that like, yeah, this is what you do on a big budget movie. Yeah. And I think the CGI blood. I think that's one of those things where it's just like, dang. Like he yeah. he thought he, he thought it was you know being this made it Hollywood, but so it's 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 one of those things where I don't. I try to not uh, judge the film too harshly for it, but it's definitely noticeable when I do watch it on rewatches. Yeah, it's been awesome since I watched it. I'll have to go back and like, watch all those movies again. All right, yeah. so hey, it's getting it's get a little bit late here. Man, man, we can talk all day, dude. So anyway, <laughs> so here's what I'm, gonna, I'm putting you on the spot, Tyler. I'm putting you on the spot. I ask this to all our guests that come through. I have to ask, that being said, we had some fun with you tonight. Would you like to come back sometime on Nerd Cage Live? Oh, absolutely, anytime. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely, definitely would definitely love to have you back. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give you the floor for a minute here. Um, so anything you want to promote, anybody want to shout out, or you got a message for Nerd Cage Nation? Floor is yours, Tyler. Man, go ahead. Um yeah, so follow me on different social media. I am Zombie Victim, pretty much everywhere that you can think of. Link in the I have a. Yeah, I have a website, uh, TylerNicholsCreates.com. It has links to a bunch of my, like, Joe Blow stuff. And it also even has a link to a book that I wrote called The Crimson Summer. It is a, um, it's a slasher book. It's essentially Friday the 13th style, or it's that, yeah, that's, that's all I'll say. Um, but yeah, you can uh, check that out on Amazon and... I don't know. There's just keep an eye on Joe Blow Horror because we do a lot of videos. As a matter of fact, tomorrow I have a what the fuck happened to Species 2 coming out. Ah, so <laughs> I love the Species movies. <laughs> yeah, so keep an eye out for that. And I think next week I have one on, I have a Real Slashers on Halloween 2 and a nice. what the fuck on the Friday the 13th remake that will be airing on Friday the 13th. So definitely... Yes. Everybody, y'all subscribe to all the Joe Blow channels, Joe Blow Rituals, Joe Blow Rituals Horrors, and all that. Um, and of course, Joe Blow Summary interviews and see some of Tyler's interviews as well. Um, again, sub this man up. I, like I said, it's amazing all the stuff he, he, he's done for Joe Blow. And like I said, we can't wait to have him back on Nerdcage. So, so, real quick, before we go, guys, last up the front, real quick, be sure to check out our live stream with Adam from Scry Productions. That was a fun stream. Check out our Mortal Kombat Energy Drink fo uh, Food Review. Our Mortal Kombat final review, our story mode playthrough over on uh, our gaming channel, our unboxing video, and of course we're giving away a copy of Mortal Kombat 1 Collector's Edition for the PlayStation 5. We'll be playing the Medieval Remake on Monday for Spooky Games Month, uh, twitch.tv slash nerdcagelive. Tuesday we resume Resident Evil 3 on twitch.tv slash nerdcagelive. Next Thursday, Doc Mac. The owner of the Galloping Ghost Arcade will be here next Thursday, a week from tonight. The following Thursday, you you demanded it. Dave Niebuhr from Dog Eat Dog will be back to talk horror movies and the new Dog Eat Dog album. And then the following week, the 26th, we're going to be doing the Mortal Kombat 1 Collector's Edition giveaway stream with Uncanny Carlos and, ha and MK Havoc Attic. Then on Saturday, the 28th, Ernest Scared Stupid Watch Party with our friend... Mistress Leanna Lee from OnlyFans hanging out with us. So that should be a lot of fun. We'll do Resident Evil 5 DLC at some point. 
And we'll finish up God of War 2 at some point. And of course, mark your calendars for Thursday, November 2nd, as Heather Hardy, uh, boxer, MMA fighter, will be here on Nerd Cage Live Thursday, November 2nd, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And of course, don't forget, uh, follow us on social media at nerd underscore cage. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, join our Facebook discussion group. It's always popping. Just no spoilers, no politics. Keep it civil, all that good stuff. And, of course, get yourself a Nerd Cage Live t-shirt. Plenty of designs, uh, pillows, hoodies, all that good stuff. No matter if you're skinny, booty call, or fat fuck, big or small, we love them all. Get yourself a Nerd Cage Live t-shirt. So, that being said, thank you to Tyler of Joe Blow for hanging out with us tonight. And uh, we pretty please ask you to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell. Spread that shit like syphilis. So USA from yours truly, Syracuse, New York, and uh, Michigan to all of our friends and fans around the world at Nerd Cage Live and Joe Blow Media. As always, enjoy life. Stay safe. Eat your vegetables. Do your push-ups. Go to the gym. All that good stuff. And we'll see you Monday night on Twitch for the Medieval Remake playthrough for Spooky Games Month. Happy Spooky October Month everybody and we'll see you next week good night Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage are ya well before you go hit that subscribe button and if you're really intrigued ring that bell thank you for dropping by until next time tell everyone you know about nerd cage